This is Around Your Kansas Home on AM 580, WIBW, and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at the AroundYourKansasHome.com website. Around Your Kansas Home, providing you information and tips to keep everything around your Kansas home looking great. Now, here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I am Charlie Campbell, excited to be right here with you every Saturday morning talking about all of your home construction and renovation projects. Today's show is incredibly exciting because we are joined here in studio by Annette Stahl with Daltmeyer Homes Stone and Story Real Estate, a design discovery and a plethora of other things, if I could think of them all. Good morning, Annette. Good morning, Charlie. How are you? I am awesome. I was so excited because on the way here, guess what song came on? I cannot imagine. What song? Uh, the Bones. I know. It doesn't sound like it would make sense. It's by Marin Morris. But if the bones are good, the rest doesn't matter. And what are we talking about today? The Bones of the Home. <laughs> I knew that was coming, and, and somehow, I don't know how I missed it when you said that in the beginning. I should have already been up to speed. I mean, the other day, we did the video talking about framing, and I think you even mentioned bones then. Yes, because yes. the foundation, of course, is what holds us. Right. And even in the song, it says, if the foundation's good, you know, no cracks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but bones are my favorite part because it is like your skeleton. It's the structure. So it's when we start seeing it come to life. So planning, I love, love, love the planning part. Right. Then I get not so fun. And then framing, I get so excited again. And if there's any errors on framing, we have a sawzall, which it's like a huge eraser. <laughs> So I think this stage is one of my favorites, and so I'm so excited to be here. I just lost it when you said that, because with the cost of lumber, the last thing we want to do is erase any framing with any reciprocating saw. I'm just saying. So the the coolest part, I think, about framing is when those walls that you've looked at on a set of plans two-dimensionally become three-dimensional. And I know the computer. I know the Matterport. I know all of that, but... When that, when you see it on the Matterport, you're seeing it with sheetrock and, I mean, it's finished. You're not really seeing the framed walls. I just, I, this is like my all-time favorite. And it's so fun to see um, the clients and their kids, like when the first floor goes up. Because the right. basement, you know, you have to walk downstairs to kind of see it. And they're kind of confused. And then the subfloor goes on. And right. they start raising the walls. Like, oh, it's so exciting. They isn't so it, excited. Isn't it interesting, the transition that can occur in one day. One day. Yeah. And that's the exciting part of seeing the clients drive by and um, the kids. So it's super fun. I I use the framing part as my diet plan, actually. I don't know if you know that. No. Tell yeah. me how this works. So studs are 16 inches apart. The day I can't fit between them, <laughs> it's the day I've got major problems. <laughs> so my kids threw out the scale because I have these meltdowns. And so now I have had to use the framing portion of our job to maintain healthy. Oh, you know, there's, there are occasional things you say that completely throw my brain off track. And that was yet another one of them. So the framing portion is exciting. You sort of uh, got us all all the way up to, to, to building the walls. 
we've got the concrete in. Now we're going to span the front wall of concrete to the back wall of concrete and make a living space. Right. And or we, if you have a walkout, you're doing it to a framed wall that's on a bearing footing. Correct. We're bearing and, and we're still suspending second the main floor, especially if it's a walkout. That and whole back wall. Sometimes people ask. So I had someone say, well, in my basement, I really want that cool ledge. And what <laughs> like, they didn't understand was that a concrete wall is eight inches. So let's say you had a daylight basement. Right. So that concrete wall is eight inches, a stud wall is four inches. Even if you do six inch walls, you're still gonna have a ledge because you're gonna frame that front in order to put outlets in. Because if you don't frame in front of the concrete, you can't insulate and you can't put the the outlets in. So anyway, I thought it was kind of cute because most people, (laughs) I like sometimes I'll even frame and not have that because I I don't like that dust collector. Right. She was like, no, I love that you can, like it's a built-in, you know, table. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. So we get our, we get our back wall framed if it's a walkout. If it's not, we're just setting a floor system. Talk a little bit about the type of floor system that you use. What makes it so wonderfully quiet? Talk about the sheeting, the truss system. How do you build the floor? Typically, we don't use floor trusses because of the expense right now. Okay. <clears throat> floor trusses are usually going to cost you anywhere from three to $10,000 more depending on your house. If you need huge open spans in your basement right. or you want your ductwork, which is the where your HVAC runs, to be in your floor system so that it's not you don't have a drop down. Is it duct worked <clears throat> or duct worked? I, I call it duct, but it's duct. <laughs> I know, but it was so fun to pick on that because you were so clear in your enunciation. Saying. It's your duct work. I think that's why I mutter a lot so that people can't catch me. Stop it. Duck (laughs) work. I'm going to have fun with this. Um, Okay. So that would be why you would do a truss system, a floor truss system. There are things about them engineering wise that are fantastic and there are some struggles with them. Sure. We typically like to do when we can two by tens. Um with all the lumber changes, two by twelves have been a little wonky. Um meaning when all the tariffs happen, everybody thinks some of the supply chain happened because of COVID, and it did. COVID exacerbated it. Right. When we did the tariffs under um, Trump, then they tariffed Canada in order for us to get lumber from the United States. Right. And the United States hadn't been up and running at the capacity of what the industry needed it. Sure. So the wood has not been dried at the same time time, length of time, right. as what we are used to. When that happens, you get more warping, you get more bounce, you mm-hmm. get um, really just not as good a lumber, to be really honest. Right. So um, that is why we've kind of pulled our spans back and make sure we do, we love to do 14s and 12s if we can. Sure. <laughs> um, 16 is kind of our max front to back. Right. When you're going left to right, we do a lot of steel beams. Um, steel beams, typically we like, I don't like to... So when the duck, now <laughs> I can't <laughs> say duck, when the ductwork comes down, typically if you do a 10 inch beam, that's going to be the same as your ductwork. So right. that's a 20 foot span. So you're looking at those things. You can go to a 12 inch beam, uh, beam but sure. then that's going to be two more inches. You have to come down from the right. ceiling. So that's why those are the things we look at. If you have a nine foot ceiling, we might do a longer span with a 12 inch beam because you're nine foot if you have an eight foot ceiling and sometimes people are like well why would you do 
everybody should do nine foot ceiling basements. Okay, well, there's things that stop you from doing that. If you hit rock, if you hit a spring, if, you know, anytime you hit something, then you're having the choice of how deep do you want the basement to go and how many steps do you want to the home? Right. I was driving through Wichita and Wichita has tons of steps to all of their houses Mm -hmm. because their water tables different than ours or soils different than ours and right. I was laughing because here if we have more than two steps people are like wow this house has a lot of steps <laughs> you know <laughs> and then you know in other towns like Lawrence or Wichita you're talking you know five six steps are normal right so if you hit something you either have to go up on your main floor or you know stop where your basement is it also is usually a four to six thousand dollar more to take that basement from eight foot to nine foot. Right. You may not have that in your budget. If you're somebody that's mostly living on the main floor, you're only using the basement for when your kids come home. Sure. That may not be where you want to spend your four or five thousand dollars. You might want to spend it for you and your main floor. Exactly. So I think it all depends on those kinds of things. And I think that is absolutely and you're not gonna believe that I'm saying this because for some reason you're horribly misled, in my opinion, of the planning phase. But this is where the planning phase really becomes so absolutely crucial. First off, you can't just stick a different beam in later once the concrete's in. You have to plan that beam pocket in the concrete construction. And planning where those walls go in the beginning and how you're going to live with that lower level is crucial. And I will give you one compliment. Um, You're very good at conversations, and those conversations you have about the basement are so crucial. So Brenda's building with us. She's my partner. That will probably be on the show some, too. Um, And her house, they thought, was a daylight. Right. They got to digging. Oh, it's a walkout. (laughs) <laughs> we need to know today, what are we going to change? Well, because we'd had the conversations, right. I knew, okay, here's what we need to do. Because um, the builders are like, okay, just throw a door in. Well, no, you can't do that. I'm always like, stop, you guys. This is probably why I give you a hard time. I think that men just like to do instead of plan or be. And so I was like, oh, no, this is not happening on an S watch. Um, so we did a whole basement redesign based based on the information we have now. And because we'd had those conversations, initially we were able to do that in a right. one to two day time. Right. It ended up two days. I did hold things up a bit just because I wanted prices back on right. our new ideas. Right. And the new ideas worked out really well. And she's super happy because you had the conversation up front. And when that was discovered, you were able to make that change. Right. And we it was easy to do that. And even the, the next door neighbor had a similar situation. And so they both worked. One's a teacher. You know, they weren't able to be physically with me. But because we right. already had the conversations, we were like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Introducing the new M18 job site radio from Milwaukee. This high-performance audio system features dual 3-inch speakers that deliver loud, clear sound with deep, accurate bass. A customizable EQ allows you to adjust settings to your preferred levels. The M18 job site radio features a stackable design delivering maximum versatility. Metal speaker grills protect from drops, water, and debris. Integrated handles provide an easy way to transport and store the M18 job site radio. Featuring a digital AM-FM processor, the M18 job site radio provides the highest reception accuracy and signal quality. Delivering loud, clear sound in a durable, compact package, the M18 job site radio from Milwaukee. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. 
Over the last few months, we started with planning, and then we did another program on planning. And planning is crucial. It's very important in order to achieve what? To achieve the list that we made when we started in the beginning. So we talked a lot about the structure of the floor. We talked about the joists or the trusses. We talked about the I-beam. We talked about the back supporting wall if it's a walkout. We have not talked about subfloor. How do you keep it from squeaking? It is called nail and glue or screw and glue. So it is making sure you get all of those in. Uh, The subfloor is that's the critical part right and even if you glue it you screw it and you nail it you're still over time probably going to get some that wiggle up that's why i like to make sure whatever floor you're putting down if you put tile down there's a subfloor under tile if you put carpet down you have a pad if you put laminate down you have a usually a silent pad plus the laminate floats right but that's where you want to watch for vinyl planks because no matter how good of construction you are, how perfect everything is, sometimes those vinyl planks are thin enough. If one of those nails just even a little bit oh, yeah. <laughs> raises, it'll cause a challenge yeah. in that floating um, vinyl floor. And that's one of the benefits of a conditioned space is you have less expansion contraction because you have a pretty consistent temperature and humidity level year-round. However... The, the, the deflection of simply moving around, moving furniture, bringing furniture in and out can cause enough deflection to cause one of those to happen. And that's where the screwed and glued floor is probably the smartest. Right. And when you're thinking about the floor and you're going to end up with, that's also critical. So people are like, why are we having to pay for subfloor when you do a vinyl floor? That's why you do it. Right. Then we put a subfloor down so that you're, again, putting another layer of protection from you. Right. So um, there's all those things you need to ask. So a lot of times people will walk into a flooring store and go, oh, this floor is only $2 a square foot. Well, <laughs> there, there may be more to that in order for it to be installed, whether you're remodeling or you're building. Right. The type of floor below the finished floor. And, and that does make all the difference. So now through this phase, we bring new life to the structure because it's not just the four outside walls. It's the hallway, whatever that may be. It's the bedroom walls, the walls for the closet openings. Have you ever framed? Oh, yes. So I love this part too. So I, when I was uh, in my marriage, we framed our own house and then we would help our friends frame basements and I love this part because you get to chalk the lines oh yeah which is so fun of course I look ridiculous because it's everywhere not just it's on my hands and, and then is that why you had blue hair last week probably yeah okay and then you get to lay everything over the plates over and you get usually you're going to build them on the floor and you're going to shoot all those in and then see you're that's gonna... my favorite part the nail gun I know why that's my too, favorite but they part. usually don't let me have one for very long <laughs> Because I had the great idea of how far could a nail shoot, and evidently then that lost me nail gun privileges for a while. But um, (laughs) anyway, that was beside the point. And so then when they set the wall up, so a lot of times, so it's also fun to frame with different framers because they all do it different. Oh, yes. So some of them will will plow through those walls and not put the windows and doors in. They'll cut them in later. Sure. Some of them put them in while they're laying down and then set them up with it in. Um, Some of the framers in Lawrence actually even put the windows in when it's down and then set the wall up. Wow. So it's always interesting to me how different framers do it yeah. and where they are. Um, so I always tell my clients, like, be super excited about the framing stage and just 
it's okay. Things are not going to be perfect. Right. That this stage is so easy to fix anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a lot of times they are about speed so that the next person can get in and then they go back and do the fine tuning. Like you're not going to see the soffits in the basement. You're not going to see the fireplace framed out. Right. That's not going to, that's happening all later. Sure. Um, because they're getting everything done so the other trades can come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the cool part. You get all the walls up. Then we have to do another floor system that's typically just an attic floor, but it, it it's very similar in its construction. It doesn't need the same deflection factor as a finished space, but it's framed very much the exact same way. And then, what you may not know about codes is um, they don't want you putting things in your attic. So from new construction, people are always asking me for the steps to the attic. They're asking me for attic fans. They're asking me for those things. Right. Because we make our houses so airtight and energy efficient, they really don't want attic fans anymore. Attic fans were made for a time when we didn't have this efficiency. Mm -hmm. They do not want things in the attic because that's the number one place fires start. Right. So um, the access hole to the attic is small. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to make the, they don't want us to put plywood up there. They don't want us, you know, they don't want to make it so you can store. Well, so. if you put plywood up there, you affect your ability to insulate that area very well. You affect it, your ability to insulate. You have now a huge, now you don't have fire retardation. You have right. fire like just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of a new thing for people that have not been in new construction to know that the codes are way, way different than probably right. if they're living in a even 20-year-old home. The sure. codes you build to today are completely different than the home you're living in if it's even 10 years or more. Yes, absolutely. You're in tune with Around Your Kansas Home. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Why is Made in Kansas important? Dot was founded in Kansas in 1958 selling Kansas-made products. Made in Kansas means keeping our dollars here, keeping Kansans working. Blue Dot is committed to keeping the Kansas economy vibrant. Luxair products are Kansas strong and Kansas proud, just like Blue Dot. Blue Dot and Luxair, two names you have trusted since 1958. Thank you. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Thanks for staying tuned to your only local source for home construction, renovation, and repair. Right here on AM 580 WIBW FM News 104.9. Don't forget the podcast aroundyourkansashome.com. You can also check us out at wibwnewsnow.com and the TuneIn Radio app. This week we have two more for you. YouTube and Vimeo. So now you have no excuse not to hear today's program over again. There's lots of ways to connect with us. Our favorite, though, aroundyourkansashome.com. All the others are going to point you right to our website anyway, so take the shortest trip, aroundyourkansashome.com. We're joined in studio this morning by Annette Stahl with Daltmeyer Home, Stone & Story Real Estate, a design discovery, and we are talking new construction and more. So now once the ceiling system is in place, now we get to start the cool part. This is the geometry of it, framing. This is the hardest part. So I loved Charlie Richenberger when he would frame for me. I loved him because he would make these cut, these little index cards with all of the exact cuts. So all the guys had to do were the cuts. Like he was Mr. Math. Wow. And I so loved watching him do a roof. He hated my personal house roof. It has more. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was on a budget and somehow I don't know what I was doing, but um, I have more ridges and more things going on. than, right. And I wanted my, so, so you also determine like where your gutters go, there's a tail and there's a soffit. Sure. So a lot of times when you look at these new farmhouses, you'll see tails exposed. So you'll see wood exposed. Right. That's more expensive because that's, you have to treat it. You have to do all these things. Right. Um, I want it to reverse it because I want it nine foot ceilings, but I want it from the outside for my house to look taller. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, so I like all of his math formulas couldn't work because I like reversed like everything that was normal. I did in reverse. And he was like, he talked, he would always call me Tigger because I'd be like around the house and have talked about everything before he even moved. And so he's like, okay, Tigger, you got to stop. <laughs> and he was like, you've ruined every every calculation <laughs> right it's like yeah but yeah that's so that is the roof is probably the hardest part so a lot of framers will ask for trusses the thing about trusses is trusses have to be ordered at the time of concrete oh yes and really they need to be ordered before concrete if you want mm -hmm. them in time right now because they're taking so long um so that means the concrete has to be perfect right the odds of the concrete being perfect, meaning perfect, perfect, is just hard. So that's what makes rough trusses a little bit harder. But rough trusses are also more expensive. They aren't as bad as the floor system, um, but they're, again, going to run you, depending on your roof and how crazy it is, they're going to run you anywhere from three to $20,000 more, right. just depending on what... How craziness you do. Is there a significant labor savings in trusses? I, That's I the funny part. They don't give you the labor savings because they've got to rent a boom. A boom so truck, they, right. So they're, even right. though they're saving time, it costs the framer more money because yes. they have to rent equipment in order to put those up. And more people at once. More people at once. And place. right now with our labor, it's hard for them to always have them. And it can't be just anybody. They've got to know how to flip them. So you have yes. a grid when you get a a rough truss system and you've got to set them up in the order of that drill. It's almost like a puzzle, which mm -hmm. I just think is so fun too. <laughs> but, um, and then you got to flip them. So right. it's actually a whole process. Yep. If I was so, going to not do this job, I'd probably be, well, first I'd be a waitress because I think that would be super, I, that was my favorite job ever. I really? know it sounds odd. Yeah. And then the second thing would be a framer. A framer. Well, I think that's because you like math. And like if that. you were a framer, I think you would have a job site computer with Microsoft <laughs> Excel and there all those calculations. You would just put at the top what you wanted your pitch to be and it would auto calculate all yeah. of your cuts. And that's why and, and that's why the framers get frustrated if I have to mix pitches because that makes it harder. Right. Right. The geometry gets even harder. So mixed pitches means when you go and you look at a house and you're looking at it from left to right and it looks really um, steep. Mm -hmm. But then if you go to the side of the house and you look at it from front to back, all of a sudden it looks much shallower. Right. That would be a mixed pitch. So mm -hmm. like Miller's Glen here in town has a lot of mixed pitches because they right. have requirements to have a 10-12 pitch. And then sometimes when you have a square house, it ends up a point. So I call it a smurf <laughs> because it looks like the little mushrooms from smurfs. <laughs> So sometimes you have to mix pitch to get right. a ridge. Right. And so now we have the framing up, whether it be trusses, whether it be stick built, preferably stick built. But now we need to put roof sheeting on, which is similar to subfloor, only it's at an incline on a pitch. And it's typically not tongue and groove. H-clips mm -hmm. you can use to hold them, hold them in the spans of the rafters. Then it's time for the roofing materials. 
Right. And we called it Black Den. So people ask me, what does Black Den mean? And Black Den means that they have the tar paper on. Sure. So they're going to put the tar paper on. They're not going to put the shingles on right away. Right. They're going to let all of the subs come in and get what they need through the roof. Right. Because you're going to have plumbing vents. You're going to have all kinds of things coming through. Right. So Black Den means if it rains, you are going to get some rain in your new home. It's okay. Yeah. All of that yeah. is made to withstand rain for 50 years. So don't freak right. out. It's totally okay. Right. Um, um, it's just pretty much weather tight, right? Um, so that everybody can do what they need to do next, and then that's when the fun framing starts. So that's when the fireplaces, you know, because mm-hmm. now all the trades can be doing what they need to do, and the framers can be doing their specialized things. Right. It's like okay, now everybody else can go, and we can finish up all the little things, like building the rest of the staircases, and, right? Or putting in arches, right? Or putting in the fireplaces, or putting in any of those details that we need, them. right? Pretty exciting. So of the entire framing phase, other than seeing how far a nail gun will shoot a nail, what's your favorite part? My favorite part is seeing my clients' faces, especially if they have kids. Right. They get so excited, and they want to know about their room. And a lot of them just want it to stop there. They love having the open air. They're like, it could be like camping out. <laughs> that was what one little guy said. He's like, do we got to do the rest? Can I just move in now? <laughs> I was like, well, I think we should. That would work really well right up until it got cold outside or really rainy or really dark because there's yeah. no lights. I mean, there's a lot of things. I know, things. but it was so cute. He is like I could just move in right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what fun. Let's talk a little bit about the, the the next questions that you typically hear from someone. So this will lead us back to the planning phase, which every aspect of this entire building a home process that we're going through, we keep pointing back to the importance of that planning phase. But my question at this point is, what comes up at the framing phase that someone maybe didn't envision? I think the struggle for me is either people see the framing stage as, oh my gosh, I had no idea my house was going to be this big, or they go, oh my gosh, this is so small. Right. So this stage of the game, I tell people, okay, if you think it's really small, I really say this, um, you can go to the dollar store and you can get vinyl tablecloths with the cotton on the bottom. Right. And we can cut them out in the shape of your furniture and lay them down. So take this home, lay it over your furniture, and just cut it the size. And then Wow, now that's back. smart thinking. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Well, then when they bring it back, it's to, the cotton sticks to the subfloor so it doesn't <laughs> fly away. <laughs> and if it's really windy, I can add a nail or something. But right. um, that allows them to start to see the home they're living in now in their new home. And I can't figure out how our brains work because people will either see it as way larger than it is or way smaller. They don't see it the actual size without everything in there. Sure. And then when it gets drywalled, the people that saw it as big at this stage will see it as small at drywall. The people that see it at small at this stage all of a sudden thinks it grows at drywall, but it never gets a different size, even though every (laughs) time they walk in at a different stage. Oh, come on. You're moving walls around just to toy with So it's just, it's so fascinating to me how our brains work and why that is. And I I don't have, I mean, I've done over 400 homes and I still don't have 
a way to figure out how to help people right. except for them to cut, you know, because tablecloths are a dollar. So, right. you know, you're spending right. $5 to bring mm-hmm. your home in and you can just wrap it up. And then in the electrical stage, it'll help us if you need a floor ma- a floor plug because you can lay your furniture out and be like, oh, yeah, this would make sure the floor plugs under a couch or anything like that. So, so a little bit about size and a little bit about maybe we add a floor plug. Anything else that typically comes up with your clients other than the excitement of, yeah, this is my room. What else tends to surface when we have taken months of planning, waiting, digging, concrete, rain, concrete, rain, to get, typically it's to, get to flaming? Yeah, typically it's like, yes. when am I going to get in? When am I going to yes. get in? They don't even, I'm like, no, let's make sure this is all, like, is this all working? <laughs> they also will sometimes have questions. The guys are really attached to the TV and where's it going and how the fireplace is working. <laughs> so usually we have a lot of TV discussions. Um Kitchens are usually easy because they draw that on the floor. Right. If there's a dining room um, table that we're really trying to fit, that can be a question of making sure of how that's going to flow. Again, Mm -hmm. we're figuring out the dining room light. So a lot of times dining rooms are square, so you could set the table either way and the table's a rectangle. So that was another one that we have to use a tablecloth and figure out what's going to feel good to you now that the kitchen is drawn out. Right. Um, shower heads, another one, if we're ta- if we have a tall guy, so we have one short builder, one tall builder. So the tall builder always makes sure the shower heads are tall enough. But um, if we have a six foot client, he'll always be like, I don't want none of those short shower heads like at those hotels. And so we usually make sure we're marking that out. Um, if they are worried about handicap accessibility at this stage of the game, we're talking about where would we need bars. I really, if anybody on this show is a, um, I think it would be like any of the therapists that help for aging because I do a lot of research, but it's really hard to know exactly where all of I should have backing for them to be able to put their bars up someday. Because a lot of people don't want necessarily grab handles now. Right. They just want the walls The backing back. needs to be back in there. Yeah. And the and ADAAG with, guideline is the easiest platform to, I use to that, from. but sometimes I feel like knowing what I've went through with like my mom's hip replacements and things that they really you need more than that sometimes Mm -hmm. before wood was so expensive sometimes in those cases we would OSB like rooms just because they could go anywhere but it's too expensive to do that right now so um so those are the things that you're looking at anything you need inside the walls sure um yeah don't tell Brenda, but I really want to just leave a skeleton somewhere in her wall. <laughs> so someday if she remodels, I thought she we would were going to do that anyway. I don't know. I don't know. We have to do something. She's there every day, though, so she'll find it. So I'll have to get help to get that pulled off. <laughs> I really think that it waits until the drywall phase because when the drywall phase that's hits, true. and we're going to get to this, you know what that's like. I mean, you've got drywall piled everywhere, and there's half these studs are exposed. Well, and, and she doesn't like to be dirty, and neither do her kids. So then they won't be there. They won't be there with as much yeah. drywall dust. Yeah. That's right. So we're going to have to do something because that will be hilarious. Now we're going to have to figure out a way that. You better text her and make sure that she's not listening now. They have a yeah. They have a soccer game. Oh well, then we are in good shape. I know. Unless, of course, she were to tune in to the podcast at mm. aroundyourkansashome.com. But maybe by the time she does that, the house will be done, and then she <laughs> yeah. can wonder with her what... schedule. It might be with two boys running yes. everywhere. Yes, that's of her hearing every word are going to be low. <laughs> can you imagine her sitting in the home going? So I wonder what's hidden behind one of these walls. I know, this is going to be great. We'll have to let this cat out of the bag after painting has occurred. 
Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Are you considering a renovation or construction project in the Topeka area and looking for an easier way to complete your project? Locally owned Topeka Wind Supply is here and ready to help you select the right products. Then we supply area professionals the products you picked out on time. From a small renovation to a large commercial construction project, the Topeka Wind Supply team is ready to help you invest wisely in products that will last but don't break the bank. Doing a project yourself often results in wishing that you hadn't. As members of the Topeka Area Building Association, we supply the most professional contractors in the area that are ready to partner with you to complete your project on time and on budget. Imagine the taste of your dinner from an entire new kitchen or unwinding in a new custom bathroom. Let's leave doing it yourself to picking out colors and styles. Tell your contractor you want to pick things out at Topeka Wind Supply or just come see us. We have lots of referrals for you. Topeka Wind Supply, 3721 Southwest South Park Avenue, TopekaWindSupply.com. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We're visiting with Annette Stahl, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, and a design discovery. So what other thoughts on framing do you get from your end users? What other questions come up? What have we not talked about, about the framing phase that I may have missed? I think the big thing is really, um, we'll talk about it more next week when we're talking about the rough ends. It's just plumbing, There's, um, which you're an expert at. If you put your sink in the island, the plumber needs a lot more room than what's just under the sink. So right. we always do a stub wall. So what you'll see on our islands, I like to have 18-inch hangover. <laughs> oh, dear. That's going to go somewhere <laughs> not good. Plus the wall. I'm just leaving it alone. Okay. Plus the wall, which by the time you sheet it and all of that's four inches, just roughly. So you've got 22 inches plus the 24-inch right. cabinets. Right. Um, so just knowing that your island's a little bit deeper. So 48-inch deep islands are easy to find granite and quartz for. So that's where I end up a lot of times in order to give the plumber enough places to do all the things he needs to do. Sure. So a lot of times in framing, as far as the beauty part of it, you can see that and you can love that. It, you can see um, windows, making sure they're at the right heights. You can make sure that you have the doorways you want. You can make sure of all of that. There's going to be more framing that happens for some of the subs, like the plumber and the HVAC, just because of what they need. The sure. one challenge is also because I do no walls is the poor electrician because he's like, Annette, we are not doing more than four switches beside each other. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes at this stage, I start walking through and realize I'm like, crud. Where are we going to put switches? Can we do floor switches? I'm kidding. <laughs> so um, so anyway, that can be one of the things you might have to look at, too. Maybe adding a column or something just so you have a place for switches I've had to do. I love how you say the poor electrician. I, I just can't imagine the poor electrician. <laughs> uh, just... I don't know. That just that just cracks me up. Well, the things I ask for sometimes, he's just looking at me. He's like, and what wall are we putting that on? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because I won't let him put anything in my backsplash. I won't let him. So he has all these places. I won't let him right. put anything. Right. He has to make code. So he's trying to deal with a net and code. And he's smashed <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. I can only imagine. So this is also the, the as soon as the framing is over, 
the HVAC begins as well, right. putting in ductwork. And so we'll get through all of those things as this building a home through the entire process series continues next month. Let's talk a little bit about current market conditions, what's going on with new home or uh, I'm so glad you asked. The word I'm, I'm so glad you for. asked. Um, this is going to be an exciting part. Are you ready? I am more than ready. So um, this is going to be a net on our soapbox. So just take this for a net. Uh, <laughs> I always feel like once the general media says something, they're usually about two months behind. So when right. they say the housing market is so hot, okay, they're about at least a month behind. We're to the point that homes are on the market, you know, ten days on average versus hours. Now, a balanced market is 90 days. So okay. ideally, all of us people should love a balanced market. A balanced market is good for all of us. Sure. If we're a seller who has heard watching the media like, oh, yeah, it's going to sell in hours, that's going to be frustrating to wait a week. Right. So um, just understand overall for the first time in two years, inventory nationwide is 17% more than it has been. Mm. So we haven't had that. So right. it is not bad. Let me say that again. It is not bad. Ideally, we all want to get to a more balanced market. Absolutely. Um, a buyer and seller. Does that mean you shouldn't sell your home? No. It's a great time to sell. If you, It, again, always goes back to why am I doing it? Right. Why? Right. What is my why? Is you know if you're just selling to make a whole bunch of money, then sell now, not later. Because if we're moving right. towards a balanced market, you're always going to get more now. And as you get to a more balanced market, it's going to be a more fair price. I got so. an email the other day, Charlie at ArangerKansasHome.com. Someone had uh, had just written in with a few questions about the housing market. He got caught up in the media blitz of it's a great time to sell your home. So they decided to do that to make all this money, not realizing what it was going to cost to buy something else and the inability to find something else. They've been in an apartment now for 60 days. Right. I mean, if you sell high, you're going to buy high. That's correct. So, And if you sell high and you want to buy next year when the market has stabilized a little bit, you're going to have to find some place to rent. And finding a place to rent is... Also, a needle in the haystack. It right is now. a struggle. Yeah. So I had I've been getting tons of messages about do I do remodels, and I was like, no. My focus personally is on new construction. I have tons of real uh, designers I refer to that are amazing, and um, they were like, well, I've heard building is so expensive, so I'm just going to buy a house and remodel it. And I was like, well, building's expensive, so it's remodeling. And we all <laughs> use the same suppliers. <laughs> So I'm not saying not to remodel. I'm just saying remodelers are going to be in the same boat as new construction. Oh, yes. So it's just all those things to consider. So we've talked a little bit about the real estate market. What's going on with the interest rates right now? Have they changed? They're still staying low. Still staying low. I mean, I think anytime interest rates are below 5%, no one should complain. So um, should you refinance? Always talk to your financial banker sure. to know if you should do that. I have, you know, I have a lot of my friends that still have student loans and I was like, your home is going to appraise. You've been in it five years. So your home is going to appraise way higher. Right. You can roll all those together. So it's definitely a good time if you have not talked to your banker to talk to your banker about all the options. We have, again, great financial institutions in this mm-hmm. town, in this area that will sit down with you and say, okay, let's look at everything. What's all your debt? Right. How can we best consolidate it? Sure. So, And then do the smart thing once you have it consolidated, 
pour that extra money towards paying that down or save it. Don't go, oh, well, I have this extra money now. Let's buy something right. else. Right. And the idea of consolidating is that your interest rate's so low in housing right now. So right. if you're paying 6% on a student loan, much better to consolidate it down to a home loan that's 2.5%. Oh, absolutely. So that's the idea is how do we have the most leverage? Right. And ideally, you should, you know, it's not even a good time to invest in the market right now. I was talking to my financial planner. He's like, the market's so good and so high. It's not a good time to put money in really right now. So right. you might just be saving it for the rainy day. I mean, cash is king. So when you start seeing a shift happening, so when we've went from hours on the market to days on the market, and you're going to start seeing a more stabilized uh, housing market probably next fall sure. or, you know, in the near enough future, then you always want to try to cash up so that you can take advantage of those. Absolutely. So we talked about the real estate market. We've talked about banking a little bit and interest rates. Let's talk about a little bit about Baranda has come on now. So you've had clients dealing with Baranda. And, and what are some new things that are coming up? new questions people are asking anything new and hot that we want to talk about in the design phase um for her what she brings is she's an educator so she's slowed everything down and i've realized that maybe fast is the best (laughs) (laughs) can i get you to say that again no i'm just kidding i can um so (laughs) she's really good about asking the questions and she's gotten a lot more people to uh stone and story real estate group to help them make overall decisions we had one young couple that they're not ready for that build yet. Right. They have some consolidating to do. Sure. And they could get a lot of money out of the home they live in now. They do want to do rental properties. They're two professionals, so they have double incomes. So having some rentals is right. feels good to them. Mm-hmm. So what they're looking at is finding a rental, sell their home at high, right. find a rental that they'll live in, kind of fix up sure. to kind of get some equity built up right? to be able to build in two years. So... I think that's the exciting part is she takes a lot of time with them and asks them a lot of questions. So in our process now, we're asking you to send us three pictures of how you want your new home to feel or look. Mm. We're asking you to think about a day that just a day that was like joyous, like a sure. that just flowed. Sure. Um, I was laughing because like my day that just flows is when the house is clean. Everybody <laughs> has what they need as they walk out and everybody gets out the door without running back in 20 times with their shoes on. I don't know how many times Luke and I like leave the house with with no shoes like I don't know what we're thinking <laughs> and then um well at least you're not leaving the house without Luke well oh, he I has his own Luke. truck yeah. you know what I mean yeah. yeah he has his own truck now so and then it's like I have a lot of open space in the day right like I have time to do lunch with a friend I have time you know and then the day gets done on time and right. we come home and we walk outside so to me that's like a great day um, when I talk about my lifestyle, though, I talk about, because that's the next question we ask, I talk about travel. My life is right. really about travel and self-growth and learning. And so how ironic is it that my day that brings me so much joy is super chill, super calm, right. yoga, nature, right. some friends. Right. And the lifestyle I want is super everywhere and going. So we found, I think, uh, as Brandon and I work together, like those are really key things when you're building a house, right? Right. Because your house is supporting your everyday mm-hmm. and your budget supports your lifestyle. Right. So if I want to travel, I sure better not have a house that's going to eat up all of my budget. Exactly. So I think those questions and then seeing the end in mind makes it so when they come to me, 
all the hard conversations have happened. Right. And so now I can come back and it's given them time to think. So she takes them through and finds a couple of houses that they might like. So by the time they get to me, they've had thinking time. It's sure. not going straight from that into designing a house, getting a price. Right. right. So I feel like the process is much more uh, relationship building, conversation building, much more education. Well, which and is I what like. I, wanted. I really liked what you said about you, you. You have this plan in place for the young couple, and in two years they'll be ready to build. I, I can't stress enough how important that is that you plan out a little ahead of time. I cannot call Annette or Miranda this afternoon and say, hey, I just got this whimsical idea. I want to start breaking ground on Monday. Right. It's not going to happen that way. Miranda is getting everybody in within two weeks, which is way better than the three months I was at. <laughs> so, and she's really right now getting them in within a week. So um, that's the idea is we get you in fast. We educate you. We tell you all the places you need to go. You have the idea when you come to us is all you have to have is questions. We really, I mean, that's where you live in like, okay, so if this, if that, and we want to run as many scenarios as we can for you and give you as many resources as we can for you so that you're making the best decision for you, not just for right now, but for your entire long-term vision. And your long-term vision is going to change 100 times. Absolutely, it will. Um, And that's totally okay. It's the fact that you've thought about it Mm -hmm. and you're having those considerations. If this now, then how does that change my five-year plan? Do I want to change my five-year plan or do I want to leave it the same, right? So it's being intentional. And I think that's what shifts how we live is when we really are intentional and clear about this is what I want right now. Right. And you know what? I'm going to revisit this next month. See if that's still what I want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we covered a lot today. Um, the, the primary focus was the framing. Now, once the framing's completed, we have so many other trades involved. It's going to be a plethora. What are we going to talk about next month? We are going to talk about the rough-in, which is all the other trades. So it will be the rough-in part of the plumbing, electrical, heating and air conditioning, and air. all of the rough-in. That will be a show and a mouthful all in and of itself. So that's yes. why I wanted to cover some of these other things today. We're out of time for today. Any final thoughts on that? Thank you for having me on, and I'm excited about seeing where we go next. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to us right here every Saturday morning. Charlie at AroundYourKansasHome.com. I would love to hear from you. On behalf of our audio engineer, Roger Heaton, our digital engineer, Mike Bascom, the show's executive producer, Tim Coling, I'm Charlie Campbell. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of Around Your Kansas Home. This has been Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Tune in every week for more tips to keep your Kansas home looking great. Around Your Kansas Home is a presentation of AM 580 WIBW and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at AroundYourKansasHome.com.